And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark Whelan and my wife, Catrice. Good day. And this is Touch of God. And we continue this week with our mini-series on The Dwelling Place. Getting closer and yet closer to our Lord Jesus, encouraging you to know Jesus. to Not just to know of Him, but to get to know Him more. Spending time with Him. And that we are fully able to approach the throne, to approach Jesus. He is opening his arms wide to all of us, wanting and desperately seeking that relationship with us that he so preciously paid for. Amen. So over to you, Catrice. Amen. We're glad and we're excited that you guys joined us this week. And we are continuing our series, like Pastor Mark said, on the dwelling place. All of this is based off of us dwelling in Christ and Christ dwelling in us and spending that time in the dwelling place. Of course, all the scriptures this week and normally every single week are based on the Amplified Classic version. So if you find that maybe you're in a different version, just make sure to remember it's the Amplified Classic. So we're going over this series and certain parts very slowly because it's very important to us. And it's also very important to us for you to have different perspectives on the dwelling place and arriving at the dwelling place and seeking the Lord. And so we had a question for everyone who was listening this week. Have you ever called someone after a long time of not talking to them? Can you ask that person to come and help you move? Can you ask them to come and babysit your children? After not talking to them for a long time, is there anything you can ask of them and expect them to do it? Now, we want you to think about this because it's just very important. And what we're talking about is relationship, right? We're focusing on relationship. And when we're focusing on relationship, sometimes the root of the why as you enter into a relationship or you don't enter into a relationship is just as important as being in the relationship, the reason why, what's behind it of why you are or you are not in a relationship. And so this week we want you to focus on if you're in a relationship with someone and you haven't talked to them for a long time, the likelihood of them Even returning that call or that email or that letter to you after you haven't spoken to them for a long time, what is the likelihood that they would respond? Can you still call that a relationship in some cases if you haven't talked to them? Is that a formula for everyone? Does that work for everyone? Are there certain relationships that you need to literally keep the fire going? And when I say keep the fire going, you have to stay in touch with them. You have to check on them every now and then. You have to see if they're okay. Do they want anything? Do they need anything? Do they need any help with anything? Do they need any prayer with anything? Is this something that we're doing? Because when we build a relationship We get to know each other, right? If I had someone who I called them my friend, but they were in the room and I never spoke to them, I never communed with them, we never spent any time around each other, I never got to know what they like or don't like. When their birthday comes, I would never know what to give them, so I give them some generic gift. And it just becomes awkward after a while, and sometimes you can feel weird. And sometimes after not talking to a friend, We can feel unloved 
guilty and not good enough to approach them for anything because we have not been good friends. We sometimes feel like we don't have the right to ask anything. We can also feel ashamed of not spending more time with them. How many of us have felt like that? That we, we wish we could have spent more time with them in some cases. And in some cases, we just have not been able to spend time with them. So if that's you, I want you to just take time right now and to reflect on, do you have healthy relationships? Can you have relationships at all? Are you so busy that you don't, you don't have time to have relationships, right? So this question is coming up because the foundation of how you have a relationship, what a relationship means to you, and how you keep the relationship going is very important. It's important because if we're going to have a relationship with the Lord, we need to have understanding of how we understand a relationship. And so it's so important that we look at it in that way. Sometimes we can approach the Lord in the same way as we approach our human friends, but he is different. Human relationships are based on feelings. God relationship is based on the truth of his word which is even above his own name, which is in Psalms 138, verse 2. Relationships with people, it's different from relationship with God because God dwells about his love for you and for me. But when we focus on our human worldly relationships, it's based on something else. It's based on feelings and do I feel as if they like me enough or do I feel like being around them or do I feel like this or do I feel like that but God's relationship it's based on his love for us and the truth of the word that he abides by and that word is even above his own name but it's just our relationships are fortified in his love So the question right now is as we pause on things, the relationship basically that we have with God, is it based on a human ideology of what a relationship is or is it based on a godly foundation and based on scripture? So I'm just going to give you some time to just think about that. We're just going to take one minute and we're thinking about what kind of relationship do I have with God? Have I tried to have a relationship with God, but it seems like my human instincts override what I really think when I'm with God? Am I feeling as if he's thinking certain things about me because maybe what I have or have not done? When you're with God, does he feel more like your boss? Is he your friend? When you're with God, can you tell him anything or do you feel like you want to Maybe even hide the truth from him, even in your own head, even in your own heart, even in your own mind. What kind of relationship do you have with God? Is your relationship with God based on what other people told you about having a relationship with God? Is it based on what other people do? Do you have a formula to have a relationship with God? I remember as I would pray over my food, it was always the same words and I never actually thought about the prayers I said because it was a formula that for as long as I knew this is what my parents did, this is what they taught us, this is what we had continued to do until one day I was just like, why is this a formula? 
why don't I just actually just say what's on my heart? Like, why am I saying this formula because this is what was passed down and this is what everybody else did? If I'm talking to God, who means everything to me, why am I talking in a formula as if that's the key? I say this formula and it's like a magic box and the box opens and presto, here comes the blessings. So I've given you that time to just really think about your relationship with God. And what I want to say is in 1 John 4, verse 19, we love him, meaning God, because he first loved us. So if you're going through condemnation and sometimes you feel like after a while, maybe with your relationship with God that you're feeling unloved because you haven't spent time with him or you're feeling guilty or not good enough to even approach him. The Bible says that we can boldly approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace. We should never be afraid to approach the throne. Amen, Catrice. And and if you think about it, God has made it the most simplest thing for us to be able to have a relationship with him. It doesn't cost us anything, but it cost him everything because he sent his son Jesus. And so Jesus obviously had to go through all of the persecution, all of the suffering, all of everything he went through, all the way up to and including the cross, so that we can easily receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we can be then reconnected, reconciled back with God the Father by the way, the truth, and the life, which is Jesus himself, by faith in that name of Jesus. But God has made it simple. God loves you so much that he would never have made it complicated, because otherwise he would have even less people coming to him. Because we'd have to pass this test, and did we say the right thing like Catrice was just saying? Are we saying it in the right order? And God is about the intent of your heart. He doesn't necessarily care as much about the words you speak, unless they are words that are truly from your heart. But the intent of your heart should be, Lord, I don't know what to say. I just love you, and I want to be with you. That's what the Lord wants to hear. And he's made it simple for us to come to him in that secret place. Amen. Amen. God has made it so, so simple for us, but something that can separate us for the love of Christ. When we feel like we have sin in our lives, then we feel like that we're having condemnation and it can cause a separation between us and God. And we don't want to be separated from God. And so we want to close that gap and remain in Christ, right? That's something that we want to do, but you need to know that the daddy that you serve, the father in heaven that you serve is a good daddy and he wants to love you and he's already loved you. Amen. And so it says in First John 4 verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. And in Romans 5 verse 8, it says, but God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one died for us. So if you're trying to spend time with the Lord, but you feel like I have sin in my life, I don't feel worthy to go before God. Don't worry because he, he knows, he knows everything before we can even ask or think it. And he already knows everything and he's still coming to you. 
never leaving or forsaking you. His love is enduring forever. He's waiting for you with open arms, and he wants you to know this. And just to add, Catrice, we need to realize that we can be free of a, uh, let's say, a sin consciousness. And the Lord has made a way for us to be cleansed in our soul, our conscience, of all dead works, of all unrighteousness. And the only thing we have to do is be open with the Lord, be frank with him, be honest, be truthful, and let him know what he already knows about us. And that is First John chapter 1, verse 9. It says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins Amen. and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So that means we can boldly approach the throne. We can just have quiet time with Jesus and have our conscience already cleansed by the blood of Jesus because we were open in this relationship. A great relationship is one where both sides are open with each other. So God is always open with us. He spoke his word. He reveals his nature, his character. There's no shifting shadow with the Lord. The Lord is light. He is full of love. He's the almighty. He's just. He's many things, but they're all good and they're all great. And his glory is amazing. But we have to be open with him for that relationship to be blossoming. Amen. And let's get that dirty laundry. Let's get these sins declared in front of the Lord and just be open so that he can cleanse us so that then we can enjoy more and more of our time with the Lord and not think, well, I messed up again today and I haven't yet told the Lord about it. You need to declare everything. A lightning bolt will not come down from heaven when you declare a sin that you've committed. The Lord wants you to be open and to freely cast your cares upon him, but be open and confess your sins, amen, so that he can cleanse you of it. He already knew that you committed it. He just wants you to be open and to confess it so that he can faithfully forgive you those sins and to cleanse your conscience of unrighteousness so that your conscience is no longer dark, Amen. But it's now full of light again. Amen. And so right now, we're just going to take some time for those of you who are feeling this condemnation and are feeling this way. And you just need to get rid of these thoughts. The Lord is there. And God, I just thank you right now, Lord, that they can just boldly approach the throne, Lord, that you are faithful to forgive, Lord that you forgive us in our trespasses, God, and you choose to remember our sins no more, Lord. God, we just thank you and we just praise you, Lord, for being a savior to us, Lord, when we didn't have a savior, Lord, for finding a way for us when there was no way, Lord, you made a way for us, God. And so for those people out there who are just feeling condemnation and they don't know how to come to the Father and they feel so weighted down, Lord, we just thank you right now that as they come to you and they submit their prayers to you, that you are faithful to forgive, Lord. And so I just thank you right now and for a fresh release, Lord, as they're casting their cares upon you, Lord, that you are forgiving them and you are choosing to remember their sins no more, washed clean by the blood. God, I just thank you right now. I thank you, God, that you are faithful. You're a faithful, good daddy. You're a good father. Thank you so much for loving us, God. And so right now, I just want to read John 3, verse 16. And yes, we're all so familiar with John 
3.16, and it says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten son, unique son, so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on, him shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. For God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge, to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through him. So again, if you're out there and you're feeling condemnation and you're feeling judged by Jesus Christ, don't feel judged because he's here so that you can have eternal salvation in him, in the Lord, and that he wants to just wash you clean so that you won't live a life of condemnation, but he wants you to live an everlasting life in him, knowing that you're love and that you're in the father and that he's made a way for you. We just want you to take the time to reflect on that as you're thinking about your relationship with the Lord. If these are the reasons why you haven't entered in to dwell with God and let him dwell with you. We just want you to know that he's removed the veil so that there's nothing in between us and him. I wanted to add a thought that the Lord loves you and I and Catrice so much that when we sin or when we want to come to Jesus and receive him for the first time as our Savior and our Lord, God doesn't have to decide whether he will for you or not because the love he has for you he made the decision a long time ago love wants to do the right thing it always wants to do the right thing because it's righteousness and so when we think about everything that these precious promises that we read out of the word of god for example matthew eleven twenty eight says come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened and i will cause you to rest i will ease and relieve and refresh your souls this is what jesus said it doesn't say that he will consider whether he will cause you to rest if you come to him it doesn't say that when you come to him he's going to decide based on merits based on your track record based on what you've done in your life whether he will give you rest no there are no conditions except that you just have to come to him god has done everything else on his side because of his love for you it's already been paid for by the precious blood of his son jesus on the cross by his scourging and the stripes at the whipping post so that you would no longer suffer in any way and that you could receive jesus as your savior and your lord and become a new creation but god is not going to decide on a case-by-case basis whether he's going to share that goodness with you he already paid for it and you just now have to come to receive and there's no question this is all yours if you want to come and receive everything has been placed by the father in christ jesus amen the entire godhead is in christ and now if you are in christ you are experiencing everything and you have received everything that jesus has received from the father so you are not lacking anything you have the anointed one living in you you have no lack except if you believe that you still have lack If you still believe that the Lord is not blessing you and has not blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places and is not going to put food on your table, if you believe that you have this poverty reality, 
that you are seeing a lack of something in your bank account, if you're seeing something as a lack of money on your mobile phone account, or even the food on their table is it's lacking, then that is the mindset you have to shift from that and know that he's already paid for everything. And that is how we can enjoy this relationship with the Lord, knowing that his love for you has paid for so much that we can have a great deep relationship with him because now we know his nature and his character is one who is for you and not against you. Amen. Amen. Speaking of the love of Jesus Christ and his nature and character being for you and not against you, while Pastor Mark was speaking of that, of course, I thought about 1 Corinthians 13, which talks about the love of Jesus Christ and how love is not a recorder of right and wrongs. And so I thought that it would just be really good to go to 1 Corinthians 13, and we're going to go to verse 4, where it says, Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love is not envious, nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. And then it says, love, God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. That's the love of Jesus Christ that we all get to see. And it is just a beautiful thing to behold. Amen. So, Catrice, did we want to pray for the listeners to help them with their relationship with the Lord and to come closer to Him in their hearts and to not have any misgivings? Amen. God, I just thank you right now that all these listeners, Lord, that your word is going forth according to Isaiah 55, 11, and it is not returning void, Lord. I just thank you, God, that your word is separating bone and marrow, soul and spirit, and determining the matters of the heart, Lord, that it is searching deep, Lord, renewing them a right spirit, a clean heart and a clean hand, a clean mind, Lord. Give them refiner's gold and white garments, Lord. I thank you, God, for removing eye salve from their eyes right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, God, that they don't grow weary in well-doing, Lord. I just thank you, God, that you are receiving all who are weary and heavy laden, Lord. I just thank you, God, that your arms are open, ready to receive all who are willing to believe and to come to the Lord. Those who are seeking the Lord, you will find him if you seek him with all of your heart. I just thank you right now as their hearts and their minds are turned towards you, Lord, that you are receiving them into your arms right now in Jesus' name, taking away false burdens, taking away the thoughts of the accuser and bringing them all down under the foot of Jesus Christ. Every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Jesus Christ, we just bring down right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for just removing these walls of shame and these false burdens in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord, today. You have always been a blessing. 
we just now realizing it in our time with you. As we get closer to you, as we seek you with all of our heart, we will find you. As we call upon you, you will answer. Lord, you are not playing hide-and-seek. You are there. You are waiting for us to have conversation with you. You love us more than we could ever imagine or dream with our wildest imagination. And we thank you today for everything that you have done for us to allow us to be a new creation, to allow us to even speak with you, allow us to have a relationship with you and for you to call us friend. And we bless your holy name today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, Catrice, for sharing the word today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for pouring through us today. We hope you were able to understand what we were trying to teach today. If you have any questions or if you have any prayer requests, please get in touch with us. Our phone number is country code one. 407-705-3151. Country code 1407-705-3151. Our prayer request email is prayer at touchofgod.world. Prayer at TOG.world. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube under Touch of God Radio. So until the same time next week, you be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.